How is it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is Sean Barnes. I want to welcome you back to The Way of the Wolf. On the show today, I'm going to be talking about office politics. Again. Yes, I just released an episode a couple of months ago talking on this very topic. But I had a coaching call the other day that kind of went into a situation that was a little bit different from what I covered on the previous episode. So I wanted to dive into this because this can be a very nuanced topic and there's a lot of challenges to navigate through. In this particular situation, this lady has been working for this company for many years and the growth of the organization has been pretty steady and consistent over time. And it's only in the past maybe six to nine months that it's starting to get really politically charged. There's just more drama, more politics, more infighting and he said she said that started to occur and I always find it to be an interesting topic of conversation to start thinking through at what point do businesses start to struggle with office politics is it a certain headcount threshold that they exceed is it a certain revenue number that it starts to occur at. And I don't think there is any one right answer as far as when this starts to occur. It all comes down to leadership. There are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that started a business because they were passionate or had a brilliant design for a tool and they just started selling this widget and fumbled their way in to a CEO role just because they started it. They had the passion, the desire, the grit, the tenacity, all the things that it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. And they end up building this business. But they don't always take the time to develop skills around emotional intelligence, to understand people. And as a leader of an organization, as a CEO, that becomes an increasingly significant portion of your duties. It's no longer about how quickly can you design the latest and greatest tool or widget. It's how can you empower the team that's designing that tool or widget? How can you ensure that they are set up for success? All that to be said, I don't think there is any one headcount number or revenue number or target that can quickly allow you to pinpoint, oh, well, it's likely that they're struggling with office politics. It all comes down to the leadership. <clears throat> So let's dive into this particular scenario. Business has been growing for almost a decade. Headcount has started to jump up significantly over the past year or so. Now that's an indicator. 
because there's a lot of new personalities coming into the fold. There's a lot of new people coming in trying to figure out their job, trying to figure out their role. What is their role in the organization? So there's kind of some jockeying for position. There's probably some egos at play. People wanted to make sure that everybody knows who they are and the value that they bring and, and making sure that they have their place solidified. If you have a CEO that isn't equipped or doesn't have experience in navigating all these personalities and helping to get them moving in the same direction, this can be a challenge. And one of those challenges that will inevitably pop up is politics. This particular person was asking, hey, do I just step back, revert into my shell and wait for it to blow over? And I paused and thought about it and asked, but will it? If it's moving in this direction, uh, it might not. But what that means is it presents an opportunity for you to step up and lead through these challenging times. It creates an opportunity for you to squash these office politics. How do we do that? Okay, first and foremost, you can't revert into your shell. That's not going to help solve anything. It's going to be scary. It's going to be nerve-wracking for you to put yourself out there, have conversations, and talk to people on a regular basis. It's going to feel fake and phony, and it's... That is probably going to be one of the most challenging aspects of this is overcoming that mindset of I'm a fraud. Uh, <clears throat> you've got to shift that perspective. You have to view it through a lens of, okay, I don't like this person, but they have information. They have a role at this organization and we have to work together to move this ship in the right direction. So while I might not like him or her, we both have a job to do. We don't have to hang out after work, but we do have to get this project done. So you've got to hold good conversations. You have to build strong relationships and build trust with people that you might not like and that you might not trust just because you don't trust them or maybe you don't have a high level of trust for that individual doesn't mean you can't build a relationship where they trust you. Again, this can feel very fake and manipulative. If your heart is in the right place, if you're doing this for the team, if you're doing this for the business, it's not manipulative. It's leadership. That's what it takes. You've got to lead through these challenging times. So you got to build trust. You got to have these conversations, build strong relationships. People are going to come to you. They're going to vent. They're going to be pissed off and all worked up. Can you believe this happened? Can you believe they did this over here? 
One of the things that I have come to realize is a little trick to be helpful. Let them get it off their chest. Maybe set a clock or a timer for five minutes. Let them get it off their chest. Vent. Talk about whatever they want to talk about. Once that timer goes off, you shift the subject. You start talking about the project that needs to get done. And that might look like, yeah, you know, that really sucks, but let's focus on this. Here's something that we can focus on. And so you start to you start to build this brand and reputation of, yeah, you, you can lend an ear. You're a good listener, but also you can be that eternal optimist. Someone once called me that one time years ago, and it, it stuck with me at the time. I was like, what does that mean? And thinking back on it, it was really just in spite of all the politics, in spite of all the challenges, I would always come to the table and it's like, okay, well, here's the opportunity. Yeah, that sucks. But here's what we can do to fix it. Here's how we fix it. And you'll start to build that brand and reputation. People will come to you. They will realize and recognize that you're a good listener. You can vent. But also, they'll start to understand, once they get it off their chest, that you're going to bring them around to that good headspace and set them on the right path to get them moving in the right direction. Then it's really just rinse and repeat. Every time somebody comes to you complaining, expressing their frustration, let them get it off their chest, and then refocus, start getting work done over and over and over. And on a long enough timeline, people will start to pick up on that. And you will be able to positively impact the culture and morale and direction of the organization. If you can get people on your team to, sp to start espousing a similar philosophy, then it becomes kind of this, this ripple effect where you can positively influence this person and this person and this person, and then they can positively influence the people around them and this positive mindset that squashes politics will start to permeate through the organization. It doesn't happen overnight. I can promise you that. But you can absolutely do it. If you stay diligent, you stay focused, and your head's in the right place. And people will pick up on it. People will start to notice. There is no easy button. I wish there was. The reality is people have a tendency to focus on the negative. You got to stop it. Be that beacon of light. That beacon of hope to help push people in the right direction. Build that brand for yourself. You are also going to learn a tremendous amount along the way on how to navigate emotions, how to navigate feelings, 
And you're going to end up being better for all of this. You know, I talk about the importance of leading teams and building teams and helping become that force multiplier. There are also times when you as the leader have to shield your team. You have to protect them from these office politics. That's important. But there's a dichotomy here. If you shield them and protect them indefinitely, the people on your team will never learn how to navigate these politics on their own. So as that leader, you have to be willing to shield them for a little while, but eventually pull that shield down and start gradually exposing them to it, helping them learn how to navigate these office politics on their own. That's how you build leaders. That's how you make a lasting impact on the organization. And that's how you build a brand for yourself. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got on this topic today. I did get some new Way of the Wolf shirts. So if any of you would like one, shoot me a note. We can get that hooked up for you. Also, I would ask if you could take a minute to leave a review on the show or rank it. One, two, three, four, five stars, whatever you feel is appropriate. That would really help me out. And then share the show. Do me a solid. Share the show. I'm never going to charge you. You're never going to have to listen to any sort of ads on this show. But it would help me out if you could share it. Maybe not this episode. If there's another episode that resonated with you, share it with a friend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got. Thank you so much. And y'all have a good one. <laughs>